0: What is there not to say about India Shawn? Her vibe is peaceful and focused, her music is personal, relatable, and it's inspired by experiences that any one of us could be having right now. She's been in the music industry for more than a decade, writing for top artists, singing background for folks like Harry Styles, And now hitting us with her most recent project, Before We Go Deeper, it's launched classics as Kali Love,
1: in LA? Too Sweet, too sweet, too sweet why you can't
0: and the Billboard charting single, Exchange. India came to the Radio Milwaukee studios to mentor teen students involved in Grace Weber's Music Lab. And while she was here, she sat down with Hyphen. So that's me, Kim Shine, and Be Free, the Music Lab's music coordinator. We had a really fun down-to-earth conversation about navigating the music business, life, and what India is working on next. India, Sean, thank you so much for just being here, for performing uh, for our session earlier for Grace Wilber's Music Lab, being here for the kids, everything. Like, we totally appreciate you. And I know that it took a minute mm-hmm. for you to get here to <laughs> Milwaukee. You had definitely a journey to get here. So how
1: are you feeling at this moment right now? <laughs> i'm happy to be here i am overwhelmed with gratitude and i'm delirious um, from the lack of sleep of it all but you know the positive energy is is fueling me right now it's keeping me going
2: we are so appreciative of having her in this space
0: today thank you both i've been looking on your social media okay because i mean you know don't look
1: at my tweets i'm just kidding (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) When you interview an artist, you got to do that deep dive. So I'm like, I've been looking at all this stuff, trying to figure out, okay, what is she doing? How's she feeling today? What Mm -hmm. can I pick up on? And you actually, I mean, you're here, which is awesome, but you just came off of Grammy Week. Tell me about Grammy Week. How was that whole experience? I know you were performing, you did a few shows, but yeah, let's go through that. Let's start there.
1: It was really cool because I kind of curated my own Grammy Week. Mm -hmm. I was like, In the mix a little bit, but I was also doing some different things. Um, I performed at a recording school. My friend created a Black student union at this music school that he's going to. And I was the first performer. And I did that around Grammy week. And that felt really good to like give back and inspire and do a performance for, you know, the up and coming artists in Los Angeles. And then I did the Soho house thing, you know, um, and lots of parties, had to make my rounds and, and do the networking thing. But yeah, it was-, I saw it you was- tired in some of them because you were doing outfit changes and stuff and you're like guys should I go out again or should I sleep (laughs) right yeah and I I chose the going out Yeah, yeah I chose the going out
2: I appreciate this little uh, go to on how to do Grammy Week. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely one of my goals in life is to actually be able to make it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past year, I actually did recently get inducted into the Grammys. So now I'm like, okay, how do I get there <laughs> and actually take part in these awesome parties and yeah. see these amazing shows from artists like India Sean? Just
1: fly on out, girl.
2: Listen. It ain't there. It's not too deep. <laughs> to no pun pun changes. <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs>
0: For artists who are up and coming or maybe even they're more established, but they've never been to Grammy week. What exactly are the benefits? Yes, the networking and stuff like that. But how do you really get yourself in there?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I'm navigating it. I'm learning still. But for me, it's it is like showing up and performing. You know what I mean? It's just like finding opportunities to be seen and to showcase my voice and, you know, not. Like you said, not just being out partying, but actually connecting. I love the fact that
2: you said you curated something specifically for that recording school too because mm-hmm. uh, part of the reason why India is out here with us today is because she's doing something similar for our kids here at Grace Service Music Lab. Yeah. If you guys at home are listening, this is the monthly music ed program that we have presented through Hyphen where we teach kids about the music industry from folks who are actually working in those jobs. India being the incredible singer-songwriter that she is has first-hand experience so along with performing she's also going to be sharing her insight on these sorts of things with our team.
0: Yes. You know, you're talking to the teens, you're coming for Grace Weber. What does that give you? Yeah.
1: It it gives me what I what I didn't get, you know, (laughs) right, right. Um, You know, I didn't have a whole lot of support on my journey. And um, I don't blame family because I I know that my mom was like doing the best she could. And, yeah, I, I just didn't have a lot of support. And even just amongst the industry You know, hoping that such and such would mentor me or, you know, like it just it never happened. So it feels good to be able to be that person and plant those seeds, offer whatever words of experience, advice, wisdom I can share, anything. You know, um, I think it's so helpful and it it feels good to be able to do that. And you've been in the industry Total
0: more than a decade, Oof, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be
1: telling him I ain't. No, just kidding. <laughs> you look like you're 18. You've, you've been doing this since you were since like five. I was two. No, right. just Girl, baby, Right, Girl, baby records, right? I did start pretty young though. I came in around 15. So yeah, around 15.
2: I think it's really cool that you have this insight of like I didn't have these sorts of examples when I was coming up. I think a lot of us can relate to that on many different facets so if you didn't have that or see that you can be that now for other people because there's one thing we all cannot stand as a gatekeeper (laughs) you know (laughs) so being able to give back the way that you are and show by example this is how you can lead and lift up the people that are coming and doing the same thing I think really speaks volumes
1: thank you Since you've
0: been in the business for so long um, and things have changed since you were 15 years old, clearly, what is your big takeaway now for folks who maybe want to either be writers or they want to make that transition? Like
1: what what would you tell them now? Mm, You know, it's such a different industry now with social media. And I think everybody has the availability to put themselves out there and like, tiktok you know just to hop on there and and sing and you can grow your your fan base like that it's not as i guess hard as it was (laughs) for me coming up just trying to you know just doing every little showcase and to try to be heard you know so i would just say take advantage of that Mm -hmm. take advantage of the fact that you can literally upload your music yourself to any of these streaming platforms it's definitely a technological privilege <laughs> I think one of the most recent examples of what you're talking about is also
2: with like Pink Panthers you know mm. like that's literally how she got her start and what she's doing now she just kept uploading her music resharing it on a con- very consistent basis and now we have this wonderful thing called The Boys of Life Part 2 Hey, one of my favorite songs I can't get out of my head at the moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that you write most of your songs, if not mostly all of them. And you are a very talented writer Thank you. and you cut. You came up in the church. You get your inspiration from clearly everything around you, because if you if you read your lyrics, if you listen to them, they are they hit. You know what I mean? They they, they really, really do. With Before We Go, yes. we start there, right? And then you have Before We Go Deeper. And I was like, why'd she do this? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> a good <laughs> question, child. What am I doing? Just- <laughs> because a lot of times when artists want to do extended versions, to me, it takes away from like the beauty and mm. the sacredness of that initial album. Mm-hmm. But with Deeper, it did not do that. Like it completely expanded. And it was, again, just a a beautiful project yeah how did you go from before we go to saying you know what guys i want y'all to go even deeper into like my life into my soul Mm -hmm. because i know that's
1: from what i've read that's how you write you know you it's from your experiences how did you go from those two funny enough i mean deeper was always the album that was always the way it was supposed to be presented. There was never supposed to be an E V and then a deluxe or anything like that. So the shortened version was something that I had to do to support a tour that I was on. It was the smart thing to do, um, to, you know, put out a project and kind of reach as many people as I could before actually promoting the full-length album, but the deeper project is how it was supposed to be her initially. Mm. I was really surprised that people loved the shortened version so much because I was trying to make sense of it, um, the flow of it because the order of the songs, like, that wasn't the story that I wanted to tell uh, in that particular order, so it was cool that people really appreciated that project too, but yes, the full-length is the one. Just delete the other one from your playlist. I gotta say though, like from the listener
2: standpoint, I'm Mm. sure Kim can probably attest to, I think you did a really good job of setting it as a prelude. Mm. You know, like for anybody who wanted to know what to expect from the larger project, this was a nice palette cleanser. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is what you can get a little bit of and then when I'm ready to present this full body of work in all of its glory, you've already had a little bit of a sonic teaser. So your ears and minds are already set for what you're getting ready to receive so I think that if any regard that you did a really good job of thank of doing you. that. so don't don't say yourself so
1: short uh, <laughs> and, and speaking of that just thinking um of that the shorter project was the um a compilation of the singles that I had already put out so mm-hmm. they were more I guess they were more single driven more single focused mm-hmm. um so the full project was A little bit deeper Mm -hmm. and more personal. You had songs like Same Floor, songs like Patience, songs like Just You, which just gave more context and and body to the story. And speaking of Patience, you said that that was a prayer? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me more about just your faith and one, why that's a prayer for you. Yeah. Let's dive deeper into your faith and what that means to you and how that's kept you going through this mm. when you deal with comparisons or you deal with people who say, well, you're better as a writer or or you deal with just gatekeepers just in general. Mm. How did, how's your faith and everything carried you through?
1: Whew, my faith has been a little rocky now. <laughs> that's why I be praying. No, <laughs> that's why the song was necessary. That's to make. why it was a cathartic <laughs> moment. No, um, but definitely, it, prayer is a part of my lifestyle and my day. My spiritual practice, you know, uh, is so important to maintaining my sanity in this career and in this industry. And yeah, it's it's huge for just creating trust. In my relationship with God and like trusting that I am on my right path and trusting that no matter what it looks like, things are working out for my highest good and that, um, yeah, all is well. It's
2: almost really symbolic, too, because there's a saying that
1: has been going around in different
2: uh facets that people who are musicians and creators and artists are said to have a literal peace of God placed within mm. them. So preach. The fact that you preach, created. Please, I'm preach. not right. I was like, right, right now? I feel it. But the fact that this song was a prayer for you, it's almost like a full circle moment. Like mm-hmm. you're taking the gift, the literal God-given gift that was given to you and using it to create this moment of manifest and, and peace and just discernment for yourself. So yes. I think all of that really falls along the lines of the same path.
0: Thank you. I wanted to know what season of life you're in
1: right now. Mm.
0: Because we were coming off a prayer and, you know, just feeling like you're where you need to be
1: full circle (laughs) moments. Where are we now, Miss Full Circle? Wow. (laughs) That's a great question. I have a birthday approaching my 21st. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. No, I'll be an Aries. Aries. I'll be an Aries. I am an Aries. <laughs> I mean, like like you could, like you could choose, you know I'm what I'm saying? I am an Aries this year. No, I've nice. always been loud and proud. But I, you know, I know that we're always going to keep learning and growing, but I am at the end of a cycle, a certain cycle. And I am done learning these lessons, y'all. <laughs> I'm done learning the hard lessons as it relates to. Relationships and my worth in relationships and just attracting what's good and healthy for me. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place with that. So I am excited about the new possibilities that are coming into my life yes. with this yes. new mindset uh, exchange. Mm-hmm. Is that your <laughs> first song that's hit the Billboard charts? Yeah, I think so.
0: Congratulations on that. I, was, I was diving and I'm like, I think this is the first song. So that's super dope. What was it
1: about this song you think was the one? Because you have a lot of great pins. It's kind of funny and ironic that Exchange would be the one to go. Exchange was a song for me that was pretty different from anything I had written before. Like definitely a lot sexier. It really is. Yeah. Love and it. so, I mean, a part of me was like stepping into my womanhood and it's like, I'm, I'm very grown. And I just felt like that's what the track called for was that type of song, you know? Very reminiscent of like D'Angelo's How Does It Feel? And so that's what I wrote on it, you know, but it's still, there's a little bit of, there's a, a part of me that still feels uncomfortable about it just because like I'm a church kid and I you know it's it's just funny that that would be the song to like break through but um, yes exciting nonetheless <laughs> very exciting Tell me about how you you know you lived in a- in LA
0: you moved to Atlanta you moved back to LA mm-hmm. how has each of those places contributed to your artistry contributed to your grown womanhood <laughs> and to everything that you've been writing so yeah. far?
1: Well, though I grew up in LA, I really feel like I became a woman in Atlanta. You know, I finished high school and went to Georgia State in Atlanta. And that's really when I started my career as well. Just performing all over the city with my friends, for my friends. I'm in the audience, they in the audience, you know, Um, just forming a community um, in the industry, Um, real relationships, you know. And so Atlanta was definitely like, Good grounds for building and planting and growing and I there came a point though when I was like okay um, I'm starting to feel like a a medium-sized fish in in a small pond and I just need to be overwhelmed and intimidated and I need that extra push I need that energy so that I can grow you know and so I was like I'm gonna go back to LA see what LA is giving and it's been good I mean I came back and was delivering Postmates, just struggling, trying to... You're kidding. I swear that is how I actually ended up getting my record deal. Um, I had a, a chicken drop-off that, uh, <laughs> that ended up being for one of my friends who's a songwriter. Shout out to Britton Newbill. We uh, wrote a few joints on my album together, actually. But uh, after our reunion, um, but yeah, I had to deliver some chicken to him. It was very embarrassing. and uh, But we reconnected and... I ended up meeting his manager, who then got me my, my deal with Epic Records um, just months later. So you just never know. When did you move back to L.A.? I moved back to L.A. Uh, like 2018. 2018? Mm-hmm. That's so
2: I do want to take a moment just to shout out the fact that you honored that you worked at postmates while yeah. you were doing that because mm-hmm. people need to understand there is literally nothing wrong with supporting yourself in the midst of working a full-time artist career yeah. you know people seem to think that if you're not doing the whole shebang like i do nothing but eat sleep and breathe this and then i just go and do whatever like we all have to do what we have to do make your ends meet but also keep pushing your art and i think that it's really inspiring that you were doing that that you were discovered in the midst of you know, mm-hmm. what you got to do.
1: Yes, so kudos to Thank you. Yeah, I I'd never was one to like have the starving artist um, story of like, I was in my, sleeping in my car. <laughs> I mean, I had some hard days for sure, but I definitely was like, I got to pay my bills. I got to eat, you know? So I juggled lots of odd jobs while singing background, while recording, having placements on the radio. Like I still was working. So mm-hmm. two <sighs> words for you. Harry Styles. <gasps> no, <I'm>
0: just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I know how you feel about him. I know that he sent you flowers. I know that. <gasps> oh you. And- <laughs> oh, my God. We, okay. Oh, my God. OK, we're not trying to start anything here, but my you know. God. But um, and I know That's that so you were funny. on the album of the year. Come on. Talk about Harry Styles. It's, it's just so funny. Whole I thought about Harry the other
1: day and I'm like. I've sung background for him a good amount of times and I would, even in my, where I am now in my artistry, I would still, I would sing background for that man any day. <laughs> but I was like, has he caught on to the fact that like, I'm kind of in love with him? I don't know. <laughs> um, and he's like, this is not professional. I don't know. I'm, I might be making that up in my mind, but uh, he is amazing. Love me some Harry. I will sing his praises until the end of time. I mean, not only is he super talented, but he's just like equally as kind and, and um, genuine, humble, such a such a cool person. Definitely like the coolest superstar.
0: I know that you you love Brandy, you know, you love Aaliyah, Mariah Carey, all that stuff. But I wanted to ask if you have heard of and I know you've heard of one of these these artists. But listening to you, you remind me or you put me in the mood of two of my favorite indie artists, which oh. is um, Don Rashad mm-hmm. and Diana Gordon. Oh, I love both of them. Yes, please. Are we gonna get something? Because I think you you met with her. Um, I think you met with Dawn during Grammy week. I actually
1: did it. She has a show series that she does in LA mm-hmm. and yep, I performed um, at her show during Grammy week. It was awesome. She is such, wow. Mm-hmm. She, she does it all. Okay. She's I'm not going to put all her business out there, but like in terms of like the production yes. of her shows, she's doing every aspect and it's crazy to see um, shout out to Don, to Don. She is one of the hardest working, most talented people I know. Um, and Diana, I'm just a fan. I've been a fan for years. Yeah. Everything she does. And I'm happy that she's having this. It's going to be bigger than a moment because what she's doing is timeless and classic. But, you know, everything she did with Steve Lacey, which is just blowing up and everything that she's got going on for herself, too. I just I'm a fan. I love how both of them.
0: If you followed their entire careers, like where they started, you know, like Dawn with Diddy, and then you have Diana when she was winter, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then they just completely transformed and they are doing it on their own terms. And that's what I see from you. And like, you know, like B said you're humble and that all of that with your journey is super respectable and I feel like if you don't hit if they don't hit like what's going on with the world we
1: already we hitting we hit. we <laughs> gotta define what success is for us thank you, you. Know? there we go and yeah. for me mm-hmm. for a long time it was just to be able to wake up and sing songs and not have to worry about a job and that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. you know and I'm grateful for that and I think people do have this like expectations of like oh when are you gonna win a Grammy or when is it you gonna have you know a, a hit song or whatever but like and I want those things too Yes, Lord, give them all to me, but I'm happy. I'm happy with how my life is and and the fact that I can just like make music and do yoga every day. Yes. <laughs> That's I great. That. <laughs> you know, we have before we go, we have before we go deeper. Yes, you did your tour
0: um, our what else can we expect? Are you gonna have another round of tours? Are you gonna come to Milwaukee?
1: Like what's next? Yes, I am uh, crossing my fingers for another tour this year and of course another album. I'm trying to put it out. I'm I'm really hoping for two projects this year. Like the rate that I'm I'm creating right now, I feel like I could release a couple projects. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And thank
2: you for exuding your presence, not only with our airwaves, but with our in-person audience in the Studio Milwaukee session. Yeah. Thank you in advance for sharing your gifts and knowledge with our teen audience during great Service Music Lab. And thank you for letting people know that this is something that's achievable and who you are and what you do. Just you in general, your presence
0: is wonderful, very calming. And so again, we definitely appreciate you for coming. Thank you. I'm
1: in my and time is like